Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast. We're so happy you're here today to learn about how to create fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your small business. Hello, business rock stars. Welcome back once again. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I'm your host for today. I'm a multi-time number one best-selling business author, small business thought leader, and growth strategist for 20 years now. I am the CEO of Brilliant Breakthroughs, Inc., which is a coaching practice specializing in guiding small businesses to optimize business performance and leadership. If you're new to our show, you'll quickly notice that I honestly believe that small business owners and businesses are the accelerant of our economy, so much so that inadvertently, I ended up creating a number one best-selling book series for small businesses. But don't worry, we'll talk about that in a little bit. For now, I would like to move us into learning a little bit more about our returning guest. Today, we have with us one of our tenured experts and a number one best-selling business author, Kelly Andrew. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Happy to be here. Ah, or happy you're here too, because you're going to give us some wisdom that I don't know if we're all going to be ready for, but we definitely need to be. <laughs> so thank you. And everyone, it's important for you to know who Callie is because she is a marketing pro and knows how to create community and make movements happen for businesses and organizations so they can significantly change people's lives. So welcome back, Kelly. Thank you. I'm very excited to chat. Yeah. So here you are. Um, we have to go to the way back machine and go to volume two in our series. And you wrote the first chapter in volume two of the book series, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, Fresh Perspectives on Profitability People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. Now, why am I saying that? Because all of our books have the same title. The cover and its color of the cover is what makes each book stand out. Now, Kelly wrote in Volume 2, which is an enchanting emerald cover. Isn't it beautiful? Yes, it's my favorite color. <laughs> well, that's why you were in that <laughs> volume. I understand now. So here in volume two, you wrote the first chapter and it's titled The Inbound Pipeline to Success. Okay, now yeah. that's, that's referring to marketing. So everybody understands that. But uh, there's so much to unpack here, Kelly, and I know we're going to wow our listeners. Um, before I ask you a couple questions, is there something you'd like to add about the inbound pipeline to success? <laughs> it's uh, it's wild. I was looking back at the book to prepare for this conversation, and it's uh, it's part of the profitability section of the green book, and I've since writing this changed a lot in my life. So I'm no longer a small business owner. I, I sold my business and I went back to work in the nonprofit sector, ah. but it's amazing. Um, it's truly amazing how relevant 
this chapter still is uh, for anyone out there trying to get anything done and communicate with people. Um, it was really a, a playbook for our organization, especially um, as we had to make many pivots during the pandemic. So I think it's still relevant. Well, I know it's still relevant. So I'm so thrilled that you're here with us for one final episode on on our podcast series, because your inbound pipeline to success still holds true. And right before we jumped on this recording, I was actually listening to somebody in in the marketing industry, and he was (laughs) saying, (laughs) this is pretty phenomenal, that we're moving to an opt-in world that you won't be able to communicate with anyone unless they opt in to whatever it is. So here we are talking about something very relevant, even though you wrote it four years ago, because it is the constant, right? Absolutely. Basics, basics. They always work. I love this. Are you ready for your first question? I am ready. Okay, let's see if we can wow them because I know we're going to wow our listeners, but let's see what you got under your hood. You ready? Four years now have passed since your book was published. Okay, your your great writings. What is the number one insight from your chapter and why is it still a number one insight? Sure. I mean, I really stand by the idea of the platinum rule. Um, I wrote about this and it's sort of, uh, we're all very familiar with the golden rule, which is treat others how you would like to be treated. But the idea behind this platinum rule is we, if we can consider treating others how they want to be treated, we're actually going to position ourselves, you know, much better. And I've, uh, I've moved into an organization, a nonprofit organization that is extremely diverse. Um, we serve a lot of different types of people. And I think this, this concept serves me, you know, more than it ever has before in thinking about um, my perspective is certainly not that of everyone else's. My experience in this world is certainly not that of everyone else's. And if I can step back and, and sort of consider how do I meet that person, um, it's, it's just really enriched the work and, and helped us do a lot of great work uh, in Milwaukee. Well, I appreciate you bringing this up because I think it's something that is still a very common struggle for business owners is they just want to treat everyone the same. You know, when I started coaching 20 years ago, I, I banned the cookie cutter approach intentionally because I knew it was ineffective. And now here we are 20 years later and it's becoming obvious and there's conversations about that. So for you to say, I clearly don't have all the experiences there's a different world, there's different preferences, concepts, thoughts, approaches. Kudos to you, because that's the truth. And the more we build that into our business and our approach to um, serve our marketplace, the more effective we'll be. 
and of course, ultimately profitable, right? In whatever Absolutely. version that means for said business, and even a nonprofit, people forget that nonprofits um, still generate revenue. Yeah, you know, part of my role now is in fundraising, and it's a lot easier to get funds for your organization to inspire people to be philanthropic when you're serving and you're serving a lot of people and you're growing and, and people are happy with how you're serving them. So again, I think it all comes around no matter what you're doing. Um, if we meet people where they are, if we treat them how they want to be treated and, and put some thought into that, um, it, it's just a benefit to everyone involved. Cool. All right. So the platinum rule, how they want to be treated, how they want to have an experience. We don't matter. Love it. Yeah, it's been really interesting. I mean, I, the timing of all of this is wild, but I, I have just started this new role prior to the pandemic to everything being shut down. And there wasn't, we weren't digital. We were very in-person, um, you know, people came into the office to do orientation sessions. People came into the office to do coaching sessions, to sign paperwork, all of those things. So it was, um, like I said, this was just the playbook for not only, you know, maybe or maybe not people wanted to be in the office or wanted to be able to do this differently, but mm -hmm. we couldn't. There was no way we were going to be able to do the work unless we shifted how we did it um, to make it possible for people as they were stuck at home. <laughs> so, right. Um, really like a, a stark example of you have to figure out how to meet people where they are in today's world, because we don't know if we're going to always have the option that we thought we'd have. And that is so critical. and that thrust everybody into understanding how to do no i shouldn't say that because a lot of people still don't understand how to do digital business however their understanding they need to be doing digital business yeah it's incredible i mean there are we completely changed our model so yes. now you know the probably 95% of the services, the programs and services our organization offers are virtual. Um, mm -hmm. We discovered our orientation. One of the hot times for, for people to be on our website on that page was like Tuesday at 4 a.m. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, we, we had clearly never offered a Tuesday 4 a.m. Uh, session in the office with our staff and all of that. So it's just... Um, it's critical to understand that digital communication doesn't have to take away the, the hearing and the in-person feeling and the, the care you put into your communication just because it's not coming out of your mouth every time. Um, I think sometimes people think, well, that's all just, it's so generic and, and you're treating everyone the same, but there are so many ways now with technology to really customize an experience for people that that serves them even better um, digitally than those in-person sessions. And I say that, I mean, it's, it's maybe hard to wrap your head around, but one of the things that 
we we discovered right away and i'll share this is a i'm not a huge <laughs> stat person but in that year of 2000 our orientation attendance increased by 300 percent oh wow so that was how many more people were opting in were saying yes i want to know about this i want to move into this program um, because it was where they were they were able to access it at the time they needed and and all of that and you think about you know families it's it's a lot of work to find a babysitter to you know if you don't have a car to find the bus route to get to a place to do a thing um that really is a lot of work so to be able to especially during such a wild time in the world um do your coaching at home, maybe at the same time your kids are doing school at home, um, still having a, a coach, a real person who's going to work with you. Mm -hmm. um, so it's very personal, but being able to let more people into the program because of the digital tools that we're using was really rewarding. Well, that's beautiful. And to hear the, the difference, 300% increase showing up for orientation I love that because one of the things that I believe is how you start something is how you end something. So if if you have people showing up right out of the gate, it's going to be much more um, impact for them, whatever it is that they're doing. So that's really beautiful to hear. Now, my next question is a little funny considering what you just said. Yeah, I'm not a big stats person, but I'm going to ask you, was there uh, a quote from your chapter or a research stat that's still really important for businesses today? Um, you know, as I was looking through again, I was going back to that quote about the um, about the platinum rule. So I don't have a good, another good stat for you. I think it's just when we think about like what we're seeing on how many people are accessing information on their phone. Um, I think people didn't believe that that was really happening maybe until the pandemic when I can tell you, again, 90% of the visits to our website are someone on a phone. Um, so being able to think about they're accessing the services that we always thought you had that were location-based you know, at work in their car on their lunch break, they're doing a coaching session or, mm -hmm. you know, starting the program at 1130 at night when the kids are down to sleep and they've got time to actually sit down and take a look at something and digest some information. So I think it's just, let's, let's not fool ourselves into thinking, well, people are, are not using digital media. Um, <laughs> they are, and, they and are. they're really, We've got that tiny computer in our pocket that uh, almost everyone has, no matter race, income, any of those things. It's it's extremely common that people are accessing information through their phone. Right. To move to the the concept of, oh, we have this mobile device, whether it's a tablet or a phone, and it's usually a phone, I agree with you, that we can access anything we want, anywhere we want. Uh, what a different world that has become in the last five, six years, right? And and you can even go back 10 years, and it's it's even more significant. But I'm with you because I, I still look at the, the stats, 
and they're there. I look at them for our podcast, for my website, you know, and it's very clear who's digesting on a desktop, you know, a, a tablet or a phone. And I see what's going on. So I agree with you. And I also think even though, and this is the oddity, even though we were in shelter during the pandemic, a lot of phone consumption was still occurring for content instead of, uh, um, you know, a laptop or a desktop. And I think that was just out of habit. Absolutely. I think even more because we were stuck and we were trying to either find information or distract ourselves or all of, all of those (laughs) things are, are true. And it's, it's just very, um, it's very interesting. Right. Right. So here it is. It's a mobile world, be accessible. And that goes back to the platinum rule of meet them where they're at. Absolutely. Yep. I do want to say too, I mean, obviously you don't lose your small business owner mentality (laughs) or like what you've learned from that. And so for the small business owners listening, I talk in my chapter a lot about, you know, how do you drive people to that website so that you can make them into leads and convert them and get them into your system. We literally put $5 a day into social ads when all of this, when the world shut down And that's a huge part of that increase too. So it wasn't a, you know, we didn't spend a ton of money to attract people. It was, it was really just positioning ourselves to be seen where they were and for them to be able to interact with us where they were from home. Interaction. Oh, I love it. Engagement. It's how everything happens. Yeah. That's why we do everything we do, right? Absolutely. Okay. So now I know that things have changed in your world a lot from when you had published this wonderful volume two in our series, right? To now. So let's open it up, Kelly. What is most interesting to you these days? Oh my gosh. That's a great question. I am still really, really excited about digital. Um, So my job, my current job, I oversee both marketing and fundraising for our organization and and have teams working on that. So the, the digital components and the, I think marketing automation is still, still something that people should really be looking at. Um, I am really proud, I would say, of being able to step back uh, early in my time with this organization. One of the challenges we were facing was we we help people buy homes. So low to moderate income families purchasing homes for owner occupancy. It's usually cheaper for them. It's usually, um, you know, it's sustainable. We had maybe 50% of our orientation attendees were African-American families, but only 15% of the people that actually finished and bought homes were. So that was sort of my first task from our board was like, we have to figure this out. Mm. Um, And I think what really gets me excited is we got to dig in and do some research and do some thinking about 
not only the channels we were using, the digital channels to reach people, but the language we use. Um, typically in this, uh, in this world, there's something called home buyer counseling, which is, it's a HUD program and, and people go through that before they purchase homes for the first time often. Just changing our model to home buyer coaching versus counseling ah. was uh, a game changer with families. And this, again, is a way that I think treat people how they want to be treated. The families that we work with don't, they don't want to be seen as victims or something to be fixed or whatever. We're all about empowerment. So coaching, someone's investing in you, right? Like a coach cares about you and wants you to succeed and you're in it together. Where I think sometimes the counseling phrase is more, you're you're a file, you're someone to be fixed, that kind of thing. So broken, yeah, yeah, yeah. I so agree really, with that. Um, changing language, and then I I don't know. The third thing is probably let's make life easier for everyone <laughs> digitally yeah. too. So. You know, one of the things I come back to when I first started, I think to start our homebuyer coaching program, you went through orientation, but then you had to sign like 15 forms and either upload them or, you know, even if it was a digital signature, it was all these forms you were trying to go through. And like, when we really looked at it, totally unnecessary, like you could have one form <laughs> that covered all these things. So I guess that's for me right now, I'm, I'm really tying everything back to let's make this as easy as possible for people because we all have a lot on our plate. We we're seeking out something, but we also don't need it to be like jumping through hoops to get to what we need. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where professionally I'm, I love, I still love digital. I, uh, I think we can make it simple and effective. And I think we really, you know, if we can use language and, and think about meeting people in every way, that's a, a good approach. Awesome. So at the beginning, you were talking about research. And I think research is um, not applied enough in small business, right? So take the time, do the research, find out what people want and why they want it so you can create a better it. And that's what you were talking about with your forms and just shifting that whole process. So it was a better experience for your customers. Right. Yeah, and, absolutely. and I love that because when you looked at the difference of like, well, you know, we have this disparity of how many people are finishing what they start. How, how do we need a change to improve yeah, that? I think I mean, this is real talk, right? As a small right. business owner, it's it would have been more difficult for me to look at the things and hear like, like to go interview clients that I wasn't working with anymore and say like, what was what was the actual issue? Like, help me learn so I can do better. That's it feels really personal. Whereas, you know, with this organization, I was able to go out and ask questions and it felt more like a, a mission to serve more people, I guess. So, you know, be ready when you start asking those questions and doing that research. 
to find out that people think differently than you and, and that experiences, expectations are different. Um, what one person thinks is an awesome experience, another might think is ridiculous. So, <laughs> you know, being ready to hear and accept that um, every human's got a different experience. Right. And maybe, maybe your perception of what was needed um, wasn't exactly what the marketplace needs now. And there's exactly. nothing wrong with that. That's why you do the research to find out how to improve the circumstance, right? Yep. yep. So it, it takes a little bit of a, a mindset, a thick skin to say, okay, I'm going to do this. And you have to detach from what you created and just allow the truth to come through and figure out what is the common threads with that and then start moving in that direction. So kudos to you because most organizations don't do that. And um, well, of course you would, I know with that about you. <laughs> uh, the other thing you said that I thought was really important in um, our marketing messages is we always need to be looking at the power of the words we select. Okay. And I have that all the time, even the concept of small business owners. You know, is it a solopreneur? Is it an entrepreneur? Is it a business owner? Is it an owner operator? <laughs> what a proprietor? What is the language? And I sat on that for years because the perception was all over the place. And then I said, okay, I got to come up with something. So I'm like, oh, what does our government say? Because, you know, we're categorized according to that and data is done according to that. And that's why I chose small business owners and small businesses because it means from one to 499 employees, which is. 99% of all business. And it, and it encompasses that. And then there's things like um, micro businesses, one in nine employees, right? And, and then you start getting into the niches. But to understand the perception and then to realize sometimes we have to educate. So we're all on the same page and thinking the same thing instead of assuming we're there. And that's why that research makes a big difference. So I want to thank you for bringing that forward because at the end of the day, if we're not making our marketplace have better, easier, simpler experiences, we're not going to have them as customers. You, and you are sharing how it shows up for you. So thanks for bringing that forward, Kelly. Absolutely. It's fascinating too, when you start digging in and, you know, just thinking about other other people's experience and how that uh, impacts how we perceive the world, everything mm -hmm. um, is pretty fascinating. It is, and and I want to encourage everyone to just just have some fun. I call it super sleuthing. So I pretend I'm, you know, like that really really famous sleuth who is. Sherlock Holmes, right? And he inducts and deducts and he just plays with it to see what the truth is. And it keeps 
working at it and working at it. So thank you for inviting us to that and seeing the outcome of that, because you know how to do this, you are doing it. And what a difference you're making to a, a group of people, a community that has been underserved. So thank you for your commitment to that. Yeah, of course. It's really amazing. Like I think back, one of the taglines that we use fairly regularly now came out of just a conversation on a picnic table outside with someone who we were doing radio advertising with and whatever, but just the difference, you know, I talked about um, slight difference in coach versus counselor. This was the difference specifically in the black community of are you, are you dreaming of owning a home were the people to work with? Well, a lot of black families don't even know what that dream looks like because it hasn't been a generational thing. So right. by switching the, our language to, if you're not dreaming of home ownership, you should be, because it's possible. You know, that's such a, a significant change in inviting people in mm -hmm. versus sort of um, qualifying people out. <laughs> completely different outcome hmm? over some changed verbiage so yeah it's there and i love that because realizing that oh okay we the language needs to change because the perception isn't there that that's even a possibility right it means something different to someone with a different experience than than maybe i have and there you are, right back to the platinum rule. You are rather consistent, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is this inbound marketing, set up your pipeline, have your conversation, get your language right, stuff matters no matter what. Your focus It really is. does. I mean, it, it, and it works. It's this model of inviting people in, engaging them, like you said, um, cultivating that relationship with communication and with multiple types of communication and channels. And whether you're, um, whether you're going for a sale, whether you're going for a big donation, whether you're going, I want to get a family into this program, um, those are all wins. And those are all based on building a relationship that uh, starts with just one touch and grows uh, through digital. You're spot on. The How effective we become is because we slow down to focus on these parts and pieces that you just said so we can actively engage the right people and change the world. Here's hoping. Yeah, well, that's, that's my mission. <laughs> you're doing it. You're doing it. And congratulations. It doesn't have to be complicated. And that's, that's the fascinating thing that you really revealed. You know, you go from 15 forms down to one. That's significant. And ask, I mean, I think we, I think we all know this, but asking the why you know, why are we doing it this way? Why do we need this? Why do we need an actual signature on this versus, you know, having it be part of a reading assignment for the first meeting or those kind of things? Really mm -hmm. asking why is helpful. 
and it's it's not it doesn't it's not rocket science it's just why are we doing this and is there a way that actually feels easier better lets us do more right because when you ask that when you ask the why you get to what is essential mm-hmm. and that's all we need today that's it and is it essential to um meet people where they are yes is it essential to be digital virtual yes um to engage them so they're dignified no matter what we're doing and and have that true relationship yes so it's it's here chapter two I mean, chapter one, volume two, oops, switch that around there for a moment. Kelly, Kelly dialed it in years ago. So everyone, I hope you treat yourself. But uh, before we wrap up, anything else you'd like to share? You know, as I was looking back at the chapter, and it's been a while, I'll admit, since I read my own chapter, (laughs) I think I could write the same chapter today and feel confident that it could go into a book called Brilliant breakthroughs for nonprofit leaders. Like, I feel like I really, it, it, it's so relevant to anyone that's trying to reach people and, and have relationships with real people. So I think it's still relevant. I, I hope people go back and pick up that green cover and take <laughs> another look at it. Um, this is one of those business books that I don't think it's going to date itself for, for quite some time. No, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, it's pretty much timeless and yes, tech does change, but how you broke it down, it was the re- how you build a relationship via tech or use not via tech, how you build authentic relationship and the tool that we're using is technology to do that but it's people. And, mm-hmm. and that's what we have to remember. So maybe a tech platform will change, but how we do it doesn't change, right? Absolutely. So People's the, interests or how they find you might change, but they really just want to be seen and treated well and, you know, be able to access what they need. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Kelly. It's Thank been you. a pleasure. Yeah. Okay. So now we should do our, right? okay listeners this is how you can learn more and engage with number one best-selling business author kelly andrew Ah, go purchase the book brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner and we're talking about volume two which is the enchanting emerald green cover and right away when you open up the book the first chapter is kelly's chapter so that's not too confusing go green, go chapter one. (laughs) Okay. And Kelly, um, you, you were really clever. You created a glossary in your chapter of some of these terms and how to build out a campaign or a funnel. And there's all different language for this, but essentially how to bring someone into your world and engage with them so you can serve them in whatever fashion you do. You did that really well. And that is there in the chapter. And you have the glossary to help everyone understand this, even if um, they've not really played with this yet. 
So I want to thank you for that because that's highly valuable. So at the end of Kelly's chapter, she has a glossary waiting for you. Um, and we have something else that's pretty cool. We have a free mobile, I'll say mobile, app because we were talking about how mobile is where it's at. And if you go to your app store and you type in Brilliant Biz Book, Brilliant Biz Book, you will see that uh, you can download our app. It's black and gold because that's what our brand colors are overall, even though we're talking about a green colored book. Um, go ahead and download that because we have a social media page there for you to engage with. All of our podcasts are there. So that's over 250 podcasts. And we have ways that you can purchase every one of the books, get to know every one of the authors and how to engage with them. And then we have a feature that's called Ask an Expert. I encourage you to click on that and find Kelly's name. And it'll open up just like a little email. So we all know what that looks like. And type in your question to her. Anything that you want to know about marketing or building relationship. And I bet she's going to respond back. Right, Kelly? I sure will. Yeah. So so listen to what um, Kelly's sharing here because she was talking about business and she was talking about nonprofits as well. So if you are in the nonprofit sector, please feel free to reach out to Kelly and as a matter of fact, all of our experts because we know how to translate that. But Kelly's been doing it. She's doing exactly what she wrote about in both sectors. So it's not just somebody theorizing. So thank you, Kelly, for um, answering anyone that reaches out to you. I think that's a pretty cool bonus. It's an awesome feature. <laughs> yeah. And then the other thing is I would like to share, Kelly has done, oh, about a handful of other episodes and we'll have them in the show notes. But if you want to go ahead and if you can write them down, um, that's 59, 67, 79, 87, 96, and 101. And I would suggest, because I do know this, that when we um, recorded Kelly's, like mini series on, on our podcast, we did it sequentially according to what she was talking about in her chapter. So it might make more sense if you started 59 and then move through Kelly's wonderful little mini series here. Isn't that cool? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I want to thank you for your time and your wisdom sharing today, Kelly. It has been just a pleasure, Maggie. Uh, the opportunity to revisit something a few years later and, and feel like it's still like it still stands up is really rewarding. So thank you for reaching out and having me back on. Yeah, you bet. It's high, high value. And that's why I'm glad you said yes to the invitation, because people still need to hear what you have to say. And even those of us who know, I still tell everybody, go back, go back and read Kelly's chapter if, if that's what they're working on in their business. And, and they do. And they're like, well, this is not that complicated. It just takes time to think it out and build it. Yeah. So it serves others 
not us, others, <laughs> as you so clarified. So thank you. And listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast, where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Shine brightly until next week.